Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, no white smoke from the banks of Lake Erie yet, but we've got the latest on Cleveland's quarterback quandary and more reaction to the Monday night matchup in D.C. Plus, our fantasy two-a-days continue in the NFC South with the Saints and Falcons, who's taking Tony Gonzalez's targets in the ATL. Is Drew Brees worth a high second-round pick? We'll tell you. And they're like chicken soup for your fantasy soul. Deep sleepers, hot and fresh out of the kitchen. Remix NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by DirecTV, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. All the way over there, Adam Rank, the people's champ, Marcus Grant, the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. I am Matt Money Smith. Remember to sign up for your free NFL.com Fantasy League today at NFL.com Fantasy. It is draft week here on NFL Fantasy Live. And the big question is, kids are back in school. Universities have incoming freshmen in orientation do we have any fantasy football drafts yet, or is everybody waiting because there are still some issues to be sorted out? I have 10 drafts coming up in the last uh, two weeks before the season, so nothing this week, but okay. I've already had one draft. I just won. Had one last night. Beyond that, I'm waiting another week or so before I get it's into It's fantasy one. draft week. We had to get in. We had one. to get one in? Of course we yeah. did. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but for the most part, I know all of mine are after Labor Day. So, we're, uh, I think we have some going up to kickoff on Thursday, <laughs> September 4th, which is fun. You know, you got to squeeze it in yeah. there before they yeah. get things going. Yeah. All right. We did have fantasy football last night. Well, not fantasy football, unless you're in a preseason league. It's pretty weird. 
But uh, we had actual football last night. There is Johnny Manziel, the 22nd overall pick in the 2014 draft. There is the number two pick from the 2012 draft, Robert Griffin, the third. First touch of the game for the Redskins running back, Alfred Morris. Don't oh, Drop by Morris, recovered by Browns linebacker Craig Robertson. Browns would be unable to generate any points from the turnover, though. So let's get to the next Redskins possession. Second and 20, Griffin, shotgun, nowhere to go with the ball. Uses his legs. You like that, Fabs? Love to see that running yards. quarterback. Don't Ooh. like to see that, though. Knocked out of bounds later. Same Redskins drive. Griffin faced with third and long. And he is pressured uh, in his pass. Ooh. And there you go. That guy's By not the on way, your team. intended for Joe Hayden. The Cleveland or? Browns defense and fantasy is going to be good this season. Well, Joe Hayden going to get you some interceptions like that one. 46-yard line is where Hayden took that to. Griffin not pleased with his team's start to the game. Looking for redemption, though. Griffin takes the snap on the final play of the first quarter. Deep. Going off. Connects. Andre Roberts, 49-yard gain. Roberts celebrates the big play. Drive would end with a uh, goal line stand for the Browns, by the way. Turnover on down. An impressive one, too. Let's get to a uh, much later fourth quarter uh, possession here. Johnny Mansell lines up second and seven. Flicks a pass to Deion Lewis. Barrels ahead for an eight-yard touchdown. Scores the first touchdown pass of Mansell's career. And he celebrates... I don't know, communicating with the Redskins sideline, something like that. There are the uh, there are the numbers. That is the game, and of course we begin with Johnny Manziel versus Brian Hoyer. We're waiting to hear who's going to be the starter. We don't have it yet. We thought maybe we would have it today. Maybe it'll come later today. But as of right now, do we care who the starter is in Cleveland? Well, I'm rooting for Johnny Manziel because he can run with the football, right. and that's why we like him from a fantasy perspective, guys. So this battle certainly has some value. If Hoyer wins the job... I, I say he has very little draft value, uh, if any at all. If Manziel wins it, you're looking at a late-round sleeper. Give me late round here, Marcus. Uh, 13th round, you draft a defense and a kicker before you draft Johnny Manziel. Where do you take him? I don't know that I draft Manziel. The more I've seen of him, the less I'm interested in what he has to offer me from a fantasy perspective. Right now, he's still trying to figure out the reads. Uh, he was very inaccurate at times last night, and he's not going to be able to run enough to make up for what he can't do throwing the ball. But not Tebow inaccurate. No, he's not that bad. No. Just want, to make sure. Just want to make sure. Uh, rank, let's go to the running game. And, yep. and Ben Tate, you love uh, Terrace West Still for sure. Him. Still love him. Still love him, but, but right now, but Ben Tate certainly did have has a nice, lead. Yeah, did, not, was, did have a nice game. He was impressive last night. He got the bulk of the carries with the number one team. And so, you know, and I ask a couple of our scouts, like, what's the deal? Why is it Terrence West out there running with the ones? But it looks like they want to give Ben Tate a shot. But, you know, you look at Ben Tate's history with the injuries and everything like that, if you do fire in on Ben Tate and you see his average draft position there in the eighth round, you must handcuff him with Terrence West because we still believe Terrence West is going to be a huge factor in this offense at some point this season. Uh, let's go to the other sideline and the Redskins and certainly a running back quandary there in Cleveland between Tate and West, and I'm sure we'll discuss it throughout the next couple weeks as they figure out who's going to get all the reps and the carries uh, for the Browns. But RG3, a lot of people just assumed that he's healthy, he can use his legs. You just talked about it a moment ago, Fabs. So RG3 is a QB1. Is RG3 a QB1 in this league? He is. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, this is a guy that you're going to be drafting to start for your fantasy team. Running with the football, passing is going to be bigger this season in Washington because you've got a coach in Jay Gruden who likes to throw the football. His quarterback last year, Andy Dalton, finished fifth in fantasy points. With that being said, there's always the risk of RG3 getting hurt because of his style of play. 
And that's that's my main concern. It's a style of running. I, I, I mean, mean, if you right, look, yeah. if, you, if you break out the tape and you look at the way he runs, he can't slide. He doesn't know when to get down. He absorbs huge hits. Compare it to Russell Wilson. Look at the way Russell Wilson goes out and attacks defenses when he's running. He's so smart. He never seems to take a, a direct hit. He gets down when he needs to. He runs when he's supposed to. I put Russell Wilson ahead of him because of that. And I would say, you know, it's the blessing and the curse. You have elite athleticism as a track star, but you believe that elite athleticism can allow you to escape any contact, and it's just not the case in the NFL. And Griffin, unfortunately, is finding that out and makes him a bit of a risk. All right, let's get to your fantasy headlines. Entering the third week of the preseason, we start in New England. Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski made his return to 11-on-11 drills in practice Tuesday. Gronk has yet to play in the preseason, but says he hopes to be ready by week one. Marcus Grant, I'll start with you. Concerns and where are you drafting Gronk? I think right now Gronk is kind of going somewhere in the fifth or sixth round. I think at this point I'm moving Julius Thomas ahead of him. I'm going to let him be someone else's headache just because I worry that the accumulation of injuries and surgeries is going to take its toll. He says he wants to play all 16 games. That's great. I want a new Jaguar, too. But, you know, <laughs> it doesn't always work out that Go way. Just quickly, uh, Fab's rank. Vernon Davis and Gronk are on the board in the fourth round. Who do you take? Gronkowski. I actually think Vernon Davis is going to have a down year. I would go with Gr- – I'd pass on both of them. Right. It's too rich on both. Santonio Holmes signed with the Chicago Bears over the weekend, slated to be the team's third receiver. At least that's where he's going to get his work. With all the other weapons in Mark Trestman's offense, is Holmes worth a flyer in fantasy rank? Keep it going. I will say no on Santonio Holmes. Don't think he'll make enough of an impact on the stat sheet. But for the Bears offense and a guy that we really like, Jay Cutler – I look now that Jay Cutler has just another weapon, another guy that people have to be concerned with. I love this for Jay Cutler. I love this for Matt Forte. This is going to be great for the Bears offense. They're just going to keep improving this season. Yeah, the one thing I'd be concerned about uh, on San Antonio Holmes is they want Marcus Wilson to be that third receiver. He's going to probably be back sometime between week three and and week six. So I I don't know if you draft San Antonio Holmes. What, What are you really getting? Uh, am I in an 18-team league, maybe? Then, yeah. the standard leagues, no. Let's get to uh, an overall conversation in the preseason, and that is uh, the yellow laundry, the flags that are littering the field. And here you get a look at preseason penalties. Uh, a dramatic jump, 604 through these first two weeks versus 443. But the more important number is that defensive holding, which is already at 60, 65. And illegal contact, I believe the number I saw, illegal contact and defensive holding combined for 149 compared to 25 last year. So when, you know, when, when you talk about there's, you know, some sort of directive and referees are being told to call this closer, okay, fine. When it's a 500% increase, <laughs> that's when you really start thinking about, okay, this, this is going to look a lot this more is, like Arena League football. This is all good for fantasy football, man. That keeps the offenses on the field. The defenses are having a hard time defending the offensive right. players. It's fantasy, uh, it's fantasy festivus for all of us here. There's going to be a lot of points scored. All right. Uh, perhaps more of a devalue of the running back with all that yellow laundry. Uh, <laughs> not in the first round. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, flap those wings, you dirty birds. We head out to Atlanta to figure out which Falcons can take your fantasy team to new heights this season. And the clock is ticking. Are you ready for your fantasy draft? Probably not, but we're here to walk you through it. We'll go pick by pick in that always tricky second round. Much more NFL Fantasy Live. Right after this. All 
All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Every day this month, we are breaking down the biggest storylines for two NFL rosters with our Fantasy Two-A-Days. Today, we start our look at the NFC South and the Atlanta Falcons, certainly a team that a lot of folks know about because it is this year's Hard Knocks squad. So, is there a Hard Knocks effect? Uh, Does that cause maybe players to see their draft values raised because people have some sort of, I don't know, connection to them? They're seeing Roddy White talking. Is there there a Hard Knocks effect in fantasy drafts? Fabs, I'll start with you. Well, I will tell you this. Devonta Freeman is going to become more of a name in fantasy because people are watching Hard Knocks, seeing Steven Jackson in the trainer's room and not on the football field and watching what Freeman can do out there on the gridiron. Anything, Marcus? I I do think there is one, but I'm let you clue in on something. You're not the only one watching Hard Knocks. <laughs> Most of America sees this show, but I do think that just seeing that and feeling like you have that inside access probably inflates some guy's value. Yeah, when my mother-in-law was like, hey, what do you think about this Julio Jones? I like him. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah you awesome. know what? You're onto something there. <laughs> I would say there will be a, a high increase of teams probably named Mike Smith's Tebas or something <laughs> along those lines. That might be the uh, the hard knocks effect. Sam Baker, uh, if you watch the game against the Texans, he had his hands full with uh, Jadavian Clowney and then sadly now gone for the season with that torn knee. Um, what kind of effect does that have on the Falcons and their skill players and where you'll draft them? Well, you've got to really look at this offensive line last year as a disappointment. Yeah. They draft Jake Matthews. Looks like they've solidified it a little bit, and now they lose Baker. This is big. I'm not really high on any one of their running backs, to be quite honest with you. I still think Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan is going to be uh, one of the better draft bargains. But offensive line losses hurt, especially at this time of the year. I don't know that it changes a whole lot. When you figure Sam Baker played four games last year because he was injured. And he wasn't very good. He wasn't particularly right. good. Two years before that, they weren't particularly good running the football. And part of it is they don't run the football a lot. The last two seasons, they've been in the bottom ten teams in the league in terms of rushing attempts. So not only has the offensive line been struggling, they're just not getting a whole lot of chances to actually run the football. I think the question, too, Rank, is that you know when they had Michael Turner, that was a great value at running back. He gave you touchdowns. He gave you good yardage. I mean, that was a, a top. That was an RB one so we're probably still searching for that rb1 in atlanta but are we going to find it this year not with steven jackson last year i thought he was going to come out and have a big year predicted him to be the mvp of fantasy football oh boy he was great in week 15 though he helped me win a couple of titles there but yeah now he's battling the injuries especially when it comes to hamstring injuries those things always seem to linger when you think about this time with the st louis football club so many just attempts and touches and carries and everything like that it's all added up and now he's hit that magical age he's over 30 Time to move on. Well, you said uh, Devontae Freeman, Fabs. Do you draft, and I know it's all value, but let's just say you can either take Steven Jackson or Devontae Freeman. What do you do? I'm going with Freeman because there's more upside and it's a better value because Steven Jackson is going to be drafted before Freeman in just about every single league, and you can see that on NFL.com's ADP. I like upside over a guy who's entering his age 31 season, coming off of an injury, and dealing with another one. Is Devontae just the flavor of the Hard Knocks month, Marcus? Because he's fourth on the depth chart right now. Do you assume he's just going to ascend and take that job? I I don't know how quickly he'll get to the starting job, but he is going to move up the ranks. I mean, he's a guy who, just watching him so far, he has been very decisive with the football. He's one cut and go. I like what he does. I like the fact that he catches the ball out of the backfield. And you mentioned Jackson injuries. Jacquez Rogers has just never been the guy they thought he was going to be. There's a door wide open for Freeman to walk through. Well, rank for uh, your mother-in-law and all the mother-in-laws <laughs> out there. The uh, situation surrounding Julio Jones. Is right. he, and before he got hurt last year, he was in that elite category. We've seen it already. 
is he in the elite category, a, a wide receiver one that you're going to take in that high second round? You know, the ADP for him is a little bit too rich for my blood. I'm passing on Julio Jones. I'm looking at some other options, guys like Brandon Marshall, Des Bryant, anybody else who's not battling through that foot injury because the repetitiveness of the same injury over and over again on the same foot. Now they put a steel plate in the shoe trying to fix it. And we had our own medical expert here, Dr. Neal, talk about how he is actually susceptible to more injuries. So you look at his value, look at you could get other guys at that position. I'm kind of passing on it. How about it, Marcus? I, I still like Julio Jones. I mean, so far. Des Bryant, Brandon Marshall, the names he threw out. You like them more than I that. like them more than Julio Jones. But okay. I wouldn't mind taking Julio Jones sometime mid-second round. Fab's about right. Same thing. Those guys are ranked higher at wide receiver for me, but Julio is top six. So top six for Julio. That means he's going to get targets. Tony Gonzalez is gone. He got a lot of targets from Matt Ryan, and that then begs the question, where do those targets go? Is it Julio Jones? Is it Roddy White? Where, where are they headed? Well, if you watch Hard Knocks, Roddy White is looking at those targets. and I think Roddy's going to be vastly underrated this year because people see, oh, he's in his early 30s and he didn't play well last year. But if you watched him when he was healthy – he was putting up pretty good numbers. He bounces back this year for me. Well, and you see the numbers here. And this is December. So Roddy gets healthy, comes back in December of 2013. 60 targets, top five in the NFL. for the Basically all top five. The yards, the receptions, the targets. And if he's going to be put in that slot and he's going to be taking some of those targets of what uh, Tony Gonzalez had, certainly that's a lot of value. Yeah, Matt Ryan was talking to him about it in Hard Knocks, pointing out, like, that's why Tony Gonzalez had all those touchdowns, had all those uh, attempts and everything. So I look for Roddy White. I love him as a bounce back this year. All right. Well, then let's just uh, take it to Matt Ryan and and where Matt Ryan fits in in the quarterback conversation was kind of always that I don't I don't want to say number one sleeper, but the guy that you would get in the eighth round that would put up top five numbers. Is he still that top five? I would say is pushing it, but top ten certainly. Do you guys know that two years ago? Peyton Manning scored six more fantasy points than Matt Ryan. Six. Matt Ryan had a fantastic year, over 4,700 yards, over 30 touchdown passes. And I think he can get back to that because he's got his boys back. He's got Julio Jones. He's got Roddy White healthy. Perry Douglas is in the mix as well. And they have this new pass-catching running back in Devonta Freeman. So Ryan is going to be a very good bargain uh, based on his ADP, which is round nine on NFL.com. So I'm going to go through our NFL.com rankings here. And currently Matt Ryan, to the uh, is, is the expert consensus is concerned, is 13th. Uh, ahead of him, tell me if these names sound out of place. Tony Romo. I think we'd take Tony Romo ahead of Matt Ryan, yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not. You would not. Yeah, would Matt Ryan Matt ahead of Tony Ryan. Romo. How about Jay Cutler? No, Ryan. No. I'd take Cutler. I'd Nick, take Cutler. Nick Foles. I'd take Foles. No, yeah, I'd I would take, take Foles. I might take Ryan, actually, over I might Foles. go Ryan. Colin way. Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Okay, and Kaepernick. then behind him, how about Russell Wilson right behind Matt Ryan after what you saw him do in preseason game number two? vastly underrated. Yeah. Is the problem with Wilson is that he doesn't throw the ball enough where he's going to put up 4,000-plus yards, but he had a career high in rushing yards last year. I think what we're getting at is QB1. Matt Ryan, QB1 no, this season. Certainly. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. No so doubt about it. And like you said, if you're getting him in the eighth or ninth round, If you wait on the quarterback, he is one of your targets. All right. When we return, how long can you hold out before drafting a quarterback? Well, we've got three signal callers we say are worth a second look in the second round. And you know that they're uh, warm, fuzzy you get when you sense a fantasy connection is about to be made? Well, Fabs here does, and he's ready to fill you in on his fantasy man crushes of 2014. NFL Fantasy Live back right after this. Steps up, looks, throws in the middle, touchdown, Reggie! Sleeping, he's got it! Touchdown! Ken Brown, Hopkins! 
Take your draft to the next level with the official fantasy draft board of the NFL. The kit includes easy-to-use player label stickers and room for up to 16 teams and 20 rounds. Check it out. Get yours at NFL.com slash draft board. All right, it's time for Draft Day Decisions presented by Draft Day. You say you're all good when it comes to the first round of your fantasy draft. We may buy that, but <laughs> we know a championship is won and lost with that second pick. It's the difference between supreme glory and a lifetime of embarrassment. So <laughs> the three of us here decided we would do a mock draft to help you sort out the best options in the second round. Now, take a look at our first round. We just went to NFL.com and decided to get a look at the ADP. And clearly, people are still Leaning on running backs in the first round, you see the first eight picks, the top eight in the ADP, all running backs, and then you get Calvin Johnson, the first non-running back off the board, followed by Jimmy Graham. So we decided to just attach ourselves to one of these picks. Figure Fabs gets number one overall. I see how it's going to be there, Fabs. (laughs) Talk to the producer. And if, in fact, your first round looks like this, your second round should look like Get what we're started. going to do get right it, get now. Get started with the snake there, Fabs. So Jimmy Graham is the pick I have to work with in round one, which means I'm going running back in round two, and that will be Le'Veon Bell. Right. Best running back available, at least based on my rankings. I think Bell's going to end up going in the first round in a lot of leagues. So getting him in the second round, pretty good value. All right, Rank, you have a receiver. Ooh. So as, I'm tempted as Fabs go, just uh, I'm went tempt- running back, you are uh, – I'm tempted to go receiver here, but I'm going to go with Peyton Manning. I think he's going to have another monster season. I get it. Like, people come out and they say, well – He's just not going to do it again. Why not? Have you not seen him in the preseason? Have you not seen him prepare? The way I look at it, Peyton Manning's got something to prove this season. That Super Bowl left a bad taste in his mouth. And the last time he lost in the Super Bowl, he came out the following season, set an NFL or set career highs in attempts, passing yards, all sorts of categories. He's going to do it again. 400 points. He had 400 fantasy points last year. If he slumps and has Drew Brees-like numbers, he's still 60 points ahead of the number three guy. I'm going to go. Manning's out of bat. And you look at this. You have Calvin Johnson. You have Peyton Manning. You're starting each week with 50 points. That's uh, a pretty good place to start. I'm Uh, happy with it. So DeMarco Murray running back with uh, my first pick. That means I'm going with the best receiver on the board. So I will select. If Peyton Manning is going to give you uh, as many points as we think he's going to give you, I want his number one target. So I will go Demarius Thomas. And, you know, look, DeMarco Murray has shown flashes. If he can stay healthy, and let's say I feel confident he's going to this year, it's a great offensive line in Dallas. I'm comfortable going to Marco Murray, Demarius Thomas. I might not have 50 points to start the week, but I got eh, maybe like 37 to 40. It's pretty solid. Good start. Very bad. solid. Not bad. This is the strategy you want to utilize. Now, with Arian Foster, uh, who is a, a real risk in, yeah. in the first round, I'm going wide receiver. I'm going Des Bryant. He's the one guy, I think, who could compete and get into that top spot ahead of a guy like Calvin Johnson, ahead of a guy like Demarius Thomas. The Cowboys' defense is going to stink. And I can't even use a word that's stronger than that on air to describe how bad the Cowboys' defense is going to be, which means they're going to throw the ball a ton in the second half of games. And Scott Linehan loves to throw the football. Remember in Detroit, Calvin Johnson. In St. Louis, he had Torrey Holt. In Minnesota, he had Randy Moss. Now it's all Dez all the time in Big D. Yeah, and that preseason game against the Ravens, that drive, I mean, it was was a force that just could not be stopped. He's awesome. All right, Rank, uh, what do we do here with uh, you got Eddie Lacy in the first round, second round? I'm going to go receiver here. I'm going to go with Brandon Marshall, one of the most underrated top five receivers in the NFL right now. And you look at the bromance that he has 
with Jay Cutler. He figures to have another strong year. So now you got Eddie Lacy, you got Brandon Marshall. Again, you're starting off a pretty good uh, one-two combination there. All right, uh, with Marshawn Lynch, that number five spot we talked about a little bit earlier in the show. Some people now thinking Calvin Johnson, Jimmy Graham perhaps. But with Lynch, I'm going to go ahead and ensure myself a whole lot of points. And um, uh, I, no, I think no, I know who this no is going to be. No surprise, but yeah. here, comes the, uh, here comes the red sticker. I am going Drew Brees. I don't know what the situation is with Marshawn Lynch. I don't know how many carries he's going to get. You have Kristen Michael. We saw Bob Turbin just put up huge numbers in that last preseason game. I have to make sure I'm getting, as we said, 20 to 25 points. Drew Brees ensures me of that. I feel great knowing I've got 25 points to work with. No doubt about that. Uh, I'm not going to utilize this strategy, but Breeze, Manning, they're going in the second round at the latest in fantasy leagues. Now, I've got Matt Forte at number four. Great pick. I love Forte this year. So I'm going wide receiver. This is my strategy, guys. I always go running back wide receiver in the first couple of rounds, at least nine times out of ten. So here I'm going with A.J. Green, who honestly – is he not one of the three or four best wide receivers in the league and in fantasy football? Ever since he's coming in the league, he's been a 1,000-yard guy, double-digit touchdowns. He's solid there. Yeah, and certainly people talk about the Hugh Jackson effect, him taking over the offense. He likes to take shots down the field. A.J. Green's going to so, catch yeah, passes. Uh, he's I mean, he's come too on, good yeah. not to get yeah. all the targets that he needs. And Andy Dalton, 8-for-8, eight eight, and a perfect quarterback rating in the last preseason game. So maybe pick up where he left off last year as a top-five quarterback. Rank, you got Jamal Charles in the first round. You know, I'm going to go uh, old school here. I'm going to go with uh, Giovanni Bernard and go running uh, back, running back. Realize that there's going to be yeah. a couple of receivers back. You figure the next four picks could be receivers. Maybe another running back goes in the mix. So I'm going to go Gio. Bernard here, and it's going to be like an old-school roster where you have two running backs you can count on each and every week. Gio Bernard, ready to make that leap this season. I look at him to be a top-five back by the end of the year. I know uh, people concerned as we get to my uh, second-round pick, LaShawn McCoy, number two overall. Concerned about the arrival of Darren Sproles. I'm not. Shady McCoy, I'd take him number one overall uh, if I had the number one pick. So, Now I feel great about my running back, which means I'm coming back, and I feel like I'm going to get a wide receiver here. I don't, if it was Fabs, maybe I wouldn't do this, but I don't trust someone getting their one receiver here and then snatching Aaron Rodgers from me. I just feel like with the snake here, this is my only spot to get what I think are the three elite quarterbacks that will separate themselves from the rest of the league. So I want Aaron Rodgers here, especially at this particular slot on the draft board where the guy behind me is taking two picks in a row. My fear is he's going to take Rodgers. Look, Rodgers wasn't healthy last year. He missed a chunk of time. You know what he can do. I believe Jordy Nelson is a number one receiver. I believe Randall Cobb is a two-slash-number-one receiver. They need to figure out a tight end situation there, but I am all about Rodgers being in the same breath as Breeze and Manning, so I will take him here with McCoy and feel very good about it. And you're looking at Julio Jones or Alshon Jeffrey coming to you in the third round, and that's a pretty good threesome right, right. there. Yeah, well, Julio Jones, that's the pick after Adrian Peterson. Right. Again, my strategy, running back, wide receiver, and then I would likely take the best running back or wide receiver Come with on, that Julio. first pick Get off of here. in Get round three. There Come on, Vanna. Get go, it up Julio. there now. Gosh, I did so well at figures. The last sticker is the one that <laughs> the gives me the trouble. One. Yeah, at that point, end of the second round, I will take him all day long. Yep, all right. So pretty good-looking uh, second round. You ADPs in the first round. I don't know. Maybe we'd shuffle a little bit of those around. But – Quarterbacks, wide receivers, like you said, Fabs, your uh, philosophy is your number one back, your number one receiver, and we think that quarterbacks are going to go in the second round this year. Those, mm-hmm. That, uh, that dynamic certainly changing. All right, that was uh, Draft Day Decisions presented by Draft Day. And coming up, is Jimmy Graham a top five pick? Is Mark Ingram a legit running back? Are we heading to New Orleans? Yes, we are, to sort out which Saints can help you march straight to the fantasy playoffs. Plus... 
If you snooze, you lose. We're going Hail Mary deep to bring you the top late-round sleepers that your friends and co-workers haven't even heard of yet. You will not want to miss it. More NFL Fantasy Live after this. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Draft Week on NFL Fantasy Live. It's presented by DirecTV. Matt Money-Smith here, senior fantasy analyst and Hall of Famer. Michael Fabiano does his annual preseason Draft Week column concerning your man crushes, Fabs, guys that you just got to have on your team. These guys are, whether it's because I think they're going to break out or their draft value is going to be immense because of what their ADP is, These guys I absolutely love. You know, Money, I don't mind admitting that I have some love for these fantasy players out there because these guys are going to help you win a championship. Well, you got the four running backs there. Uh, Start us off with Giovanni Bernard. You you love the player. You love the value. I love the player here, and I know you're a big fan of Gio. You were last year. Just an explosive runner who can catch the ball out of the backfield. So far in the preseason, not one Bengals running back, not named Giovanni Bernard, has seen a first-team stop. He is the guy there. Now, is he going to lose some goal line work to Jeremy Hill? Potentially, yes. But that's what happens in this NFL, in this day and age. Gio is still going to see 300 touches in this offense. And uh, right there with you, so we're competing for their time. Fabs. That's right. You and that's I, right. We are, uh, we are on the open market. Not only are we looking at Gio Bernard, but I'm with you on Randall Cobb as well. Love this guy. He's in a contract here. Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football. And the thing that I really like about Cobb is that the opportunities are going to be there because, remember, James Jones is now in Oakland. Jermichael Finley's no longer in the mix. You've got Jordy Nelson. You've got Randall Cobb. He has 1,000 yards this year at least, and I say he leads the Packers in receptions. All right, so far we're both swiping the same direction on Tinder. Oh, man. See what I did there? It's <laughs> horrible. Yeah. All right, let's get to your uh, your next guy here. I. Eh. What about this guy? Do you eh. like this guy? I don't. I do. I'm not a Monte Ball guy. Look at the running back numbers in Peyton Manning's offense. It's going back to Indianapolis. Edger and James, Joseph Adai, even Dominic Rhodes. These guys average about 1,500 scrimmage yards, double-digit touchdowns. Monte Ball, as long as he's okay from uh, this appendectomy, which I think is going to yeah, be fine. Be a problem. There's very little competition for backfield touches there. The Broncos are confident in this kid as their number one, and you should be too. Yeah, I feel like he got beat up by no Sean Moreno last year. That's and now right. it seems well, like he's not John seizing Fox, that job right now. He likes to use the veterans, but now this is his guy. Cordero Patterson. This is uh, very polarizing. A lot of people are with you at Fabs, and some people wondering how he's going to put it together after just some okay performances last well, year. Well, remember, in the last four weeks of 2013, his rookie year, no wide receiver scored more fantasy points. Right. Not Calvin Johnson, not Josh Gordon, nobody. And now he's got North Turner throwing him, uh, using using uh, Patterson as the guy in this offense. And remember, last year, Gordon coached by North Turner. Patterson breaks out this year. He's a second-year wide receiver. Five of those guys went for 1,000 yards in 2013. Give me a round. Sixth round. Sixth round, Cordell Patterson. That's where uh, the two of you meet. Unless you're in a 12-team league, then he's going in the fifth round. All right, there we go. Uh, those fabs, manis- fantasy, not fantasy. Well, I guess we could do that. Fantasy, fantasy. Man crushes. Uh, now for more guys we love, let's send it over to Marcus Grant and Adam Rank with some deep sleepers to target. Marcus. Thank you, Money. We actually have a, a mantasy crush on, on those guys, right? Of course. Absolutely. Infatuation, more like it. I think that's a better word. Okay. All right, we're talking deep sleepers here. These are guys that you're going to be targeting somewhere in the last few rounds of your draft, guys that you're not necessarily expecting to make an immediate impact, but who could have some sort of play on your roster down the stretch. You take a look at the list there, you see a group of guys there, Donald Brown, Kenny Britt, Roy Halu, DeAndre Hopkins among the names that you could take a chance on late in your draft that could provide some dividends and, and rank. We'll start going back toward the top of that list. A guy who's looking for a fantasy resurrection in Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt. 
Because in St. Louis, somebody has to catch the ball. That's my hashtag analysis right there. It's got to be somebody, but Kenny Britt, there's been a lot of love for him in the St. Louis camp this summer. Ian Rappaport said Jeff Fisher's love for him really is true, and he looks to have the leg up on the competition to be that X receiver for the St. Louis Football Club. And like we said, somebody has to be the guy to step up there. Sam Bradford, hopefully getting back in the mix. He started his first preseason game in week two. Hopefully they will they will uh, make things happen there. Yeah, definitely an opportunity in a very crowded wide receiver course. Speaking of crowded units, there are a lot of running backs in San Diego who could make an impact. I think Donald Brown is a sneaky play late in drafts. He comes over from Indianapolis, joins Ryan Matthews and Danny Woodhead in that backfield. And we saw Matthews struggle in the preseason, still kind of having fumbling problems there. If he doesn't get it together, plus always those injury issues, you could have Donald Brown sneak in and maybe uh, get a few touches here somewhere during down the season. Yeah, and he stepped up last year in Indianapolis when Trent Richardson wasn't playing very well. So he's, he's a great candidate there in uh, San Diego. Maybe another name people aren't talking about, but should be Travis Kelsey. Right. He's had a really good preseason. Yeah, he's looked fantastic. And the one thing about him that stands out to me is when you watch him play is that he starts to outrun the defensive secondary. You see a lot of tight ends plodding along. They make a few things. Here he is. Catches the ball in the 20. Okay, that's not the one. Can you make a – don't make a liar out of me. Show me the ones where he's outrunning the defense, where he's running past the secondary. But he's looked very good in preseason. And, again, this is going back to a – a situation where there, you go. Not, there it is. There's there finally you the one. You know, I just snapped my fingers, and there it comes. <laughs> making making up uh, some great gains against some good defenses. I like this guy to step up. Again, it's not somebody going to draft as your tight end one, but as a backup tight end, take a chance on him. Taking another pass catcher here and going with Hakeem Nix. He was a zero, essentially, for the Giants last year. In fact, caught zero, zero touchdowns. touchdowns. There you go. Now he goes over to Indianapolis. Looked good in his second preseason game. Maybe it was playing against his old team. Maybe it's that Reggie Wayne and T.Y. Hilton weren't there. But the way he played football over the weekend, if he can get those that rapport going with Andrew Luck, there are a lot of targets to go around in Indianapolis. I don't see any reason why Hakeem Nix can't really bounce back from last year. Yeah, I see a rejuvenation for him coming up. Should be really interesting. So some guys may want to take a look at later on in your draft this season. When we come back, we're heading to the Big Easy, but nothing easy about some of these Saints position battles. Ingram versus Thomas, Cooks versus Colston, or still for that matter, we break down the Saints coming up. When you have arguably the most explosive offense in the NFL over the last half decade, perennial Super Bowl contenders, a lot of fantasy folks are going to pay attention. We'll start and finish. It all begins and ends with Drew Brees and all of those targets that he's throwing the ball to. But before we talk about where you should draft Drew Brees, a couple of numbers to pay attention to, and that is Drew Brees in the Superdome versus Drew Brees not in the Superdome. And for the sake of this conversation, of course, the most important numbers are the two on the bottom fantasy points per game in new orleans 28 almost 29 to 15.8 that's so, why uh, i don't draft drew Brees. a dramatic <laughs> difference that's why however <laughs> that's why. here is your playoff schedule and you see two home games there the panthers defense decimated in carolina the falcons again defensive issues and the bears and while that is at soldier field in the middle of december you're talking about two offenses that like to throw the heck out of the ball and you would assume that you can continue to put up big numbers yeah and you look at two playoff games right there where you're assured you're gonna get 30 points from your quarterback i'll take that yeah so where do you draft them fabs i'll start with you <laughs> well, you know me i'm never drafting a quarterback early but if that's my strategy i would probably take him in the second round 
listen, he is consistent. He is durable. He is reliable. Over the last six years, he's finished in the top two in fantasy points five times. The I one can year see why you wouldn't he want didn't him. do it <laughs> was when he was on the cover of the Madden game. So he's fantastic, and you know what you're getting with Drew Brees. Uh, Marcus, so if your strategy isn't to draft the quarterback high, for the people that do want to draft the quarterback, is Drew Brees number one, number two, number three? What is he for you? I think right now he's probably number two for me. I like Aaron Rodgers as the number one quarterback, but Brees is a close second. I think you got to go get him in the second round. You wait till the third, he's not going to be there. Rank, you are the only person in our experts league that I'm worried about. Me. Jumping me. <laughs> Jumping me for Drew Brees. So my points. question is... I'm not putting my cards on the table right here. Why would I do so? Do I have thing? to take him high in the second round? Dave? If know. I have the number 10 pick, do I have to go 10-11 and get Drew Brees at number know. 11? It's, it's you and me. That's All it. Right. You know? well, well, how about this? We'll just split it up. Let's just wait till the third round. I'll take Manning. You take Brees. Is this like we're on, the, we're on the putting grade? Good, good? Yeah, good, we're good. good. All right. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Graham. We get, to, uh, we get to Jimmy Graham, and it seems as though everybody's acknowledging there is a dramatic difference between Jimmy Graham and the number two tight end. The question is, where does he fit in the top 10? And is he now in the top five? Everybody seems settled on the top four running backs, Charles, Forte, McCoy, and Peterson. Is Graham now in that conversation at number five? Fast? No, I'm still taking Eddie Lacy and Marshawn Lynch ahead of Jimmy Graham. I think he's more of a back-end guy in round one. But you said it. He is so much better than the second and third tight ends from a fantasy perspective. Last year, Julius Thomas was great, right, guys? I mean, phenomenal fantasy season. And Jimmy Graham still scored 50 or 60 more points than he did. I like right now Marshawn Lynch in that fifth spot, so I would say Jimmy Graham possibly after that. But he was—he would have been the fourth scoring receiver had he been a wide receiver last year. You can get him late in the first round, swing back around, maybe pick up a Des Bryant or somebody like that, and be really solid with your pass catchers. Can, can you get him late in the first round? Because we, we did a draft last <laughs> night. I had the number seven spot. I'm sitting pretty thinking, great, I'm going to get Jimmy Graham and I'm going to back him up with a, with a uh, wide receiver. He went before I, he went fifth. And it seemed like, you know, in, in seasons past, we would have running backs until you got to Calvin Johnson. I think it's safe to say that now we're going to have running backs until you get to Jimmy Graham. So Jimmy Graham or Calvin Johnson, Fabs? I'm going Calvin Johnson. Probably going Megatron. I'm trying to get both of them because I'm going to go wide receiver and go tight end. Because right. the, the but you're not going to because yeah. they're both going to go in the first round. Yeah, and, but the running backs that you end up with, I got, I got Joyke Bell as my RB2. I got uh, Andre Ellington as my other guy. I feel pretty confident with that. You have question marks at the running back position where they have Marshawn Lynch, Arian Foster, any of those guys. I'll take my chances with some of those guys later right. on, but now I know I'm dominating with a great tight end, with a great receiver, I feel. See, here's why. Here's why I would go. Here's why I would go Jimmy Graham over Megatron because you talked about it. The difference between Megatron and Demarius Thomas or Brandon Marshall or Des Bryant, it's not 60 points. So I'm comfortable taking Graham there and then coming back and getting AJ Green perhaps or getting Brandon Marshall because you're not going to have that 60 point gap between Megatron and the next guy. Whereas with Graham, you're going to. So that that's why I, I think that. You know, it's shift. I mean, it is a paradigm shift, and I think that at the tight end position, Graham might end up taking that spot from Megatron in a lot of these drafts. Yeah, with me, though, if I'm not getting Jimmy Graham in the first round, I'm not taking a yeah, tight end probably wait. to the fifth round. Yeah. All right, let's get to the uh, the running back situation in New Orleans. It's been a hot mess. I mean, just, just to put it simply for the last half decade. I know. We missed Deuce McAllister. Yeah, so now no Deuce McAllister. There's Pierre Thomas. What about Mark Ingram? Looks like he's going to be the number one, and he has looked really good in the preseason. What is he, Marcus, I'll start with you. What is Mark Ingram for you? RB1, RB2, or a flex? He's a flex right now because the Saints running backs generally, even their lead back, is hard-pressed to get to 800 rushing yards. He's not going to catch a lot of passes. I think that's still going to be Pierre Thomas and or Brandon Cooks who's going to take some of those Darren Sproles targets. I just don't know that I'm comfortable with Mark Ingram, even as good as he's looked in the preseason, with, as anything more than a third option. Right what about Brandon Cooks? 
Frank. <laughs> this let's, is another thing. Let's go. What round? Is, in a normal draft with normal people, I could probably wait till the tenth round. But, but with you there, looking at him in the seventh I'm round, I'm drafting all be... Saints. I'm drafting the defense. I'm taking Ingram. Where do you like Cooks, Fabs? Cooks right now is really rising in terms of his ADP, but I'm still not taking him until the tenth round. I think the hype is getting a little too much. He's still a rookie wide receiver. Rookie Even wide though Sproles is gone, typically it doesn't matter. Pierre Thomas had 77 catches last year. So I really think the hype is getting a little too much on Cooks. I draft him as my fourth wide receiver. But he had those 77 catches with Darren Sproles there. Somebody's still got to take Darren Sproles' production unless you think that Pierre Thomas is going to have 140 receptions, which I, I'm going to go down on that one. I'm going to take the under there. But Brandon Cooks is going to come in and get a lot of those receptions because yeah. it's not going to be Kenny Stills. I like Brandon Cooks. All right. Uh, to see more team previews and to get all the news and analysis you need for your fantasy team, be sure to check out NFL Now. Sign up for free today at NFL.com slash now. And when NFL Fantasy Live returns, sometimes the best offense is a good fantasy defense, just as long as you draft the right one. We are comparing some of the league's best defenses in just a moment. Every season, two teams make it to the Super Bowl. This season, it could be three. Who's on your team? Share your story for a chance to win a group trip to Super Bowl 49 at TogetherWeMakeFootball.com. All right, it's time for Clear Choices, presented by the makers of Claritin. This week, we are taking a look at the defensive side of the ball to help you select the best team's defense for 2014. And the way we're going to do this is compare and contrast last year's best defenses with two sleeper defenses this year. And uh, we'll get it started with the best defense last year, the Seahawks, and the worst defense last year, the Texans. Fabs? Well, the Seahawks were just unbelievable. They weren't the top scoring defense, but they were very, very good. The Kansas City Chiefs were the best. They've lost some key players. Uh, Brandon Browner now in New England, Walter Thurman, uh, Chris Clemens as well. But, guys, I just don't like to take defenses too early. People see the Seahawks or the Niners a few years ago or the Bears a few years ago, and they get crazy. Oh, eighth round, I'm taking the defense. Listen. Two of the top five defenses last year weren't even drafted. The Chiefs, the Panthers, you can pick up defenses off the waiver wire. Unless the Seahawks are available in round 13, round 14, I'm waiting on a defense. Yeah, and I think, you know, the one concern for Seattle is half their defensive line gone. Yes. You know, both Jacksonville, Big Red Bryant and Chris Clemens, they're going down to Jacksonville. So uh, let's get to the, I guess, counter-argument, if you will. So the Houston Texans, it seems so weird to say that the Houston Texans are a sleeper defense because for so many years they were one of the top defenses in fantasy football, and they're going to be back there again. If you look at this team, J.J. Watt is still a member of the squad. Of course, they get their linebacker back, Brian Cushing. And, oh, yeah. They drafted this guy named Jadavian Clowney. The guy is unbelievable already in the preseason. You see him right there making huge plays. And the biggest liability for this team is in the secondary. But if you have guys like Clowney and J.J. Watt who can get to the quarterback, your secondary suddenly becomes very good. So that's why. And you know what? You don't even have to draft the Texans. You can hold on to some other guys. If you're doing your drafts right now, pick up an extra receiver. Then right before the season starts, you slide in the Texans. You'll be good to go for the entire year. Yeah, and Fabs, you said it. Uh, last year, two of the top defenses weren't even drafted. The Carolina Panthers end up finishing top five. Can they do it again, Marcus? Drake? I think they can do it again this year. I know 
they've had some losses. They, they lost some guys in the secondary, but it's not like they're just a complete bust. This team still looks a lot like it did last year. You see Captain Munderland, Mike Mitchell gone, but they bring in Roman Harper, Antoine Quezon, a couple of veteran guys who can perform well in the secondary. And look, they still have the bookends up front with Charles Johnson and Greg Hardy. They combined for 26 sacks last season. Luke Keekley is still there. He's a tackling machine in the middle. So a lot of the pieces are still there. Plus, Ron Rivera, he is a guy who knows defense. I think this team can still be where they were last year. Yeah, I guess my, my only concern with, with Carolina is, as you see, half of their secondary is gone, and I don't think Harper and Kaysan replace what Munderline and the super athlete Mike Mitchell were able to do last year. And my other concern is, how good is that offense going to be? You know, I'm worried about that offensive line. I'm worried about the defense getting tired and giving up a lot of points, and that's how you lose a lot of your production on NFL.com Fantasy Leagues. The, the one defense that's jumping out to me is the Denver Broncos, and this kind of goes back to the whole Peyton Manning in Indianapolis where you looked at the personnel, you know, the whole sum of the parts versus the whole and what's worth more. When you have a 14-point lead and you've got pass rushers like DeMarcus Ware out there and Von Miller, they can pin their ears back and attack. And you're getting a point for every sack. I love the addition of Aqib Tlaib and T.J. Ward in the secondary. They're also going to get Raheem Moore back from what was a very scary situation with his leg. So I like that secondary. I love the pass rushers, and I feel like that team's going to be up 10-0 or 14-0 by the middle of the first quarter, and they're going to be having a sack attack. And they get the Raiders twice a year. And they get the Raiders twice <laughs> a year. So that uh, clear choice is presented by the Makers of Claret. And I would say, Rank, just going back to the Houston Texans conversation, they're, you know, commissioners, Fabs, help me here. They can kind of make up any rules they want, right? They can, they can insert whatever. Fully customizable on NFL.com. How about like a um, Jadavian Clowney or, or let's say a defensive lineman knocks the helmet off of a player right. while making a tackle for a <laughs> loss. Points. You get five points, right? I would like that. I think, I think that makes the, the Texans more I'm valuable. I'm not sure that feature's available. <laughs> so maybe not fully customizable. <laughs> All right, join us again tomorrow as we wrap up our fantasy two-a-days for the NFC South with the Bucks and Panthers NFL Fantasy Live returns at 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow on NFL.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. 
But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.